It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. Ah, welcome in. Hump day. Hump day. Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. Tony Burke with me on this John and Tony Dog and Pony Show Wednesday. It is Wednesday, March 23rd. The M&M Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 502-384-1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, the Thornton's text line is open as well, 502-414-1450. Don't forget, Thornton's is a perfect stop for all the best pick-me-up items you need to get your day started, like fresh coffee, delicious donuts. Visit our friends at Thornton's and hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. NCAA basketball, we got a lot to talk about today. A lot has happened uh, this morning. NFL news, Tyreek Hill uh, probably leaving Kansas City. We've got uh, Bellarmine news, Dylan Penn will uh, jump in the transfer portal. I just know at the moment. NBA last night as Tony continues to play with his phone. I don't know what he's doing over there. But uh, Trey Young, uh, the Knicks don't like Trey Young after the playoffs last year. Well, they don't like him even more today. He put up 45 on the Knicks in the garden last night. We'll talk about that. Dell Match Play Golf, which I love every year, is underway in Austin, Texas. Give you some updates there. The number one women's tennis player in the world announced her retirement today at the ripe old age of 25 years old. We'll talk about that. But we begin with NCAA Sweet 16 basketball. Games start tomorrow night. I, for the record, not going to have a show tomorrow. Going to get that out there. I got some uh, personal stuff I got to take care of. So I'm going to go ahead and give you tomorrow night's winners. Tony's going to give me his final four. I'm going to go ahead and give you my final four with the 16 teams that are left. I was 12, I think 12 out of 16 or 11 out of 16 in my bracket. One, two, three, four, five misses. 11 out of 16 in my original bracket. I would call that just slightly Above average, because nobody had St. Peter's. Let's be honest. Very few people had Iowa State. Not a lot of people had Miami. Michigan, I guess, was a trendy pick, but I don't think a lot of people had Michigan. So 11, I would say a little bit above the norm. I did have North Carolina beating Baylor, so yay me. But uh, we'll take the 16 that are left and try to pick four of them to give you to go to the Final Four. One and one in my picks last night. I had the Hawks over the Knicks. That was a winner. I took the Clippers and the points late. Denver, 127-115 uh, over the Clippers. That didn't work. We'll try to give you a couple more tonight. Uh, a couple games on ESPN NBA tonight. Tomorrow, we've got the Western, the West Regional getting us started. Arkansas. Uh, by the way, welcome in, Tony. Hey, John. How are you doing I know, today? I know you got a, you're doing a New York Times crossword puzzle or something on your phone there. You're not paying attention, but... But glad to have you back. Got a new phone, and uh, I turned everything off, and it was still talking, so I oh, had to do something. Let me tell you something. You didn't turn anything off. No, I did what not. What you didn't turn off was the sound, because I, I, was, I was listening. I turned the volume down. Well, no, everything was off. I don't know where it came from. Sometimes, you know, modern technology just gets the best of it. You're going to have your final four for me. How did you do in your first uh, two weeks, two, uh, first weekend of the bracket, I guess? Not real good. Did anybody, though? I uh, had Kentucky and Auburn in the final four. I had Kentucky and Tennessee. Yeah. In the Final Four. So, I mean, I think, you know, Kentucky was a trendy pick uh, outside of the local area because they uh, had Oscar Shebway, National Player of the Year. You 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 know, you lose it to Cal's talking trash there and made a tweak, all that. And 
What happened? What? Ha- how does that happen? You're, well, a, you're a coach. You know, how do you lose to St. Peter's? And give them credit, they're still alive. But how do you lose to St. Peter's? Because they play well and you tighten up as things are not going your way. And it's a basketball game. And you know what? Anything can happen when you play one and out. And yeah, we find that out every year, don't we? Yeah, it does. And no matter, there's always some people who are very upset with their teams. You know, I, one thing I always go back to, John, a Kentucky fan is over the top. Other school fans, over the top. But those kids that are in that locker room that lose that game put all that time in to try to get where they got. And when you have to tweet them or call them out as an individual over that, you, you, you need to change. Yeah. You need to go back and look at your life because yeah. these get kids, your Twitter account when, when, when they start that season, their goal is to win it all. It's not to lose in the first round. So they take it harder than anybody else. And I, I hate to say it, but I thought St. Peter's played great. And I just thought Kentucky tightened up. In the end. They make three throws. Yeah. They win the game. This one out oh, of six in overtime. Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of things you can go back to, but you bunch it's a bunch of 18 to 24-year-old kids that are playing a game. And it's all right. I agree with you. Unfair on Twitter to go after the kids or anywhere really to go after the kids. But is it fair to go after John Calipari after this performance? I think so. I think to a point. I did that Friday, by the way. I I think to a point. Once again, it's easy to sit in your chair and after the game evaluate what somebody did. Never left my chair. And I tell you what, I'll give you a, a, a quick example. I coached third and fourth grade football. Didn't expect to years ago. Called the plays. When you call a play sometimes, and I do this in high school, they don't always run it right. They don't. Know, <laughs> you look up and you go, oh, no, we shouldn't be doing that. And and, and, and your personnel, you change personnel. Everybody says, well, why you got him in the game? Well, you're right after the fact, but I might have put somebody else in and did a worse job. It's it's just an, it's the science of it. There, there, there's no logic. And, yes, Cal should be. But the other side of it is, did Kentucky have a good season? Regular season, I believe so. If you're a Kentucky fan, yeah, you win at Kansas. You, you, you Kansas still playing. You truck Carolina. You They're truck still Carolina. Playing. They're still playing. Uh, you did. Right. I mean, you only won one out of three against Tennessee, but you won it by almost thirty points. I guess you have to say yes. You had a good season. Kentucky uh, fans um, spoiled, John. Yeah, you're right. And uh, Calipari's one of the reasons they're spoiled. Right. He spoiled them for all those years. And now getting, people want him gone. Getting to all those Final Fours. But I went over a list of the players that have been at Kentucky in the last I, I 13 years. And, you know, one title, I I can understand. Let's put it this way. I can understand the frustration of avid Kentucky fan that there's only been one more banner at it. I don't think it's the national championship. I think it's Final Fours. It got to the point back in the teens that they were going to the Final Fours every year, and everybody was so happy just missing the national championship. And then I, I, we had this conversation. We were at a, at a little get-together the one night. I said, if you look at last year, they were terrible. Yes. And there was issues there. You have that happen sometimes. The year before when COVID hit, you got Maxi, and you've got – Nick Richards, you, I mean, they had a chance to make a run that year. They had a really, really good team. They had quickly all those guys. Well, if you go to the years, a couple of years before that, they were they were right there in the Final Four. So it's what have you done for me lately? And yes, I think uh, Cal better. You know, he needs to do better. But who are you going to get if you if he has a bad year next year and you go, well, we won't get rid of him? You see what all these other SEC schools are doing? They're recycling guys that won one year or two years. 
They're taking guys who at San Francisco, at New Mexico State, yep. all these places that have had one or two years. Mike White was a guy like that. I'm not talking about what he's doing right now. A lot of these guys that ended up were at small schools that went to these schools and did not succeed, and that's what everybody wants. They want the backup quarterback. All right. Now, I don't think Cal's going anywhere, but there are going to be NBA jobs that open up in the offseason or within the next – well, like I said, there's only 10 or 12 games left in the regular season for a lot of these teams, and then you got the four-team play-in where only one survives that. So I would say three weeks from now, there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of NBA jobs open up. NBA teams come for John Calipari almost every year. Almost every year he's mentioned – is he get to the point where he says, "Yeah, I'm tired of this. This uh, this this fan base. They're great. They're loyal. They're avid. But you know what? They're too over the top." I could see that, but I don't think it I don't will think he's going anywhere with the for the money record. and everything that you see paying. the buyout. Oh gosh, fifty two million to for a buyout. Yeah, and then it goes to eight. So gosh, you know, I think you got him at least one more year. <laughs> you got. I guarantee you got him for one more. But <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody, everybody's looking for the quick fix, and the grass is not always greener on the other side. Uh, the Mitch Barnhart comments I thought were interesting. Uh, you know, uh, we expect more, basically, is what he said, and we haven't gotten more the last few years. So, um, is is it bad, bad, uh, a bad optics that Mitch Barnhart would say this out loud on a radio show on the Cow Show? As a matter of fact, the last fifteen minutes of Cow's last radio show of the year that he would come on and say those things. I I think he's just being honest. He is know? being honest. Sometimes you, you you can't be honest. Well, when you're the boss, yeah, you can be honest when you're the you boss. You can still be honest. But I think I think if you ask Cal this, the question, you know, Cal's full of it and he tells you he what Cal's done lately that I think has hurt him more than anything. And I mean, yeah, losing games and that's more. But he's talked down to the fans like you don't understand, you don't know. And you, you, you UK don't, fans you don't want to hear you that. You don't want to hear that. When you're winning, you can do all that. But when you're not succeeding, nobody wants to hear you tell why you should be doing it and you don't under you don't know what we're talking about. Well, you know, what have you done for me lately? All right, Kentucky's out, so we really don't even need to yeah. talk about Kentucky anymore. We'll start uh, Thursday night in the West, Arkansas and Gonzaga. They are playing in San Francisco. It's a four against a one on CBS. Gonzaga's a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, Tony. I've watched both of the Zags' game. Well, part of the first game, I would say, the second half of that first game because Georgia State was a lot closer than we thought it was going to be. Then Gonzaga gets down 10 to a really talented Memphis team. And then I fig- I realize Penny's coaching, so that's not going to last. So <laughs> Gonzaga comes back and gets the win. But the Zags have struggled. Is this a uh, Is this an indictment of the fact that yeah, they play a lot of games, great games in November, December, but they got to go through January and February playing these West Coast Conference teams that, quite frankly, aren't very good. I think they're finding out that their other players aren't as good as they thought. That's and a good I, point. And I think that's where they're getting hurt. Yeah, we know Timmy's good. You know Holmgren's good. And these Nimhart, other guys. Nemhart will have a good game, but then he'll have a bad game. Yeah, I, I don't. I think that's where they're they're not as strong as they've been in the past. And I think it's kind of caught up to them in some of these games. And i tell you what, I, I didn't give Memphis a chance, and I thought Memphis was going to win that game. Yeah. If I told you to define Chet Holmgren's game to somebody who's never seen Chet Holmgren play, what would you say? It could Bob Crane at seven feet tall that can handle the ball. With talent. Yes. 
Yeah, can there's, shoot it and handle it. There's very you expect that guy to be awkward, and every once in a while he'll take a misstep. You don't see awkward out of that guy. No, long face, long body, no weight. Why, why the long face? Oh no. <laughs> but I tell you what, uh, Duran found out early in the game when you try to shoot over him, he's awful long, and he doesn't have to get his body into you. He just reaches arms out. It reminded me of Patrick Ewing back in the day when when guys thought, "Well, I can shoot over this guy," and you just couldn't do it. Exactly. But I think that's the issue. I thought Drew Timmy was intimidated in that first half thought against he was Memphis. Too. Nobody actually said that, but that's the word that came to mind. But, boy, I'll tell you what, he was not intimidated in the second half. He did the intimidating in the second half. Took over the game, didn't he? Are you a Drew, Ch- Drew Timmy fan? Because I'm kind of not. I think he's – I feel like he's sort of a he, – he, he's sort the, of not a great dude. He, he's the way. guy on your team you love, and if you're on the other team, even if you don't know him, he might be the greatest guy. You just don't like his, how he reacts and how he, how he plays. That That's what it is. It's just his, how he reacts to things. Uh, Gonzaga – is in with uh, Arkansas, Duke, and Texas Tech. That's the only region that even came close to getting the top four seeds in. They all four get in here. Does Gonzaga come out of there? I think it's going to be tough for him, but I still have him. I picked him to win it, so I'll stay with him. All right, game two. Uh, okay, nine and a half. Is that too many points against Arkansas? I think it's too many. But, I do too. But since it's nine and a half, I think they're telling you to bet Gonzaga. They are, but I can't do it. I, I, I agree with you. I think Arkansas – Look, Jalen Williams is a freshman, but he can play inside. Mm-hmm. And the guard play will make the difference in this game. Timmy's going to do what Timmy does. Um, Chet Holmgren's going to do it. The guard play, J.D. Note is really good at Arkansas. He's, if he plays well, he's exceptionally good. If he doesn't play well, he can be K.D. Johnson bad. So, oh, that's bad. Yeah, that's bad. So, um I, I'm going to have to take the nine and a half. You held a gun in my head. I have to take the nine and a half. But I, 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 I think the bookmakers are, are, are just riding God's smarter than home. I am, that's for sure. Yep. Uh, after that game, still in Frisco, it'll be third-seeded Texas Tech and second-seeded Duke. I was very impressed uh, the last time out the Texas Tech uh, win because they Notre Dame gave them everything they wanted, and they could have folded in that game. They, they play unbelievable defense. Um, they don't, you know – Usually their games are in the 60s or 50s a lot. Duke, again, it's karma with Coach K, but I still don't think they're a great basketball team. And, Where do you? And Texas Tech's favorite in this. And game. we both sat here and picked five teams that could win it a while back. We both picked Texas Tech. Yeah, we kept. And we neither picked Duke. Yep. And you know what? I got to look that up. And see, what we L- with Texas Tech being the favorite, once again, Vegas says. Texas Tech going to win this game. And I think it's the kind of team that Duke does not want to play because they're going to be physical with those guards. They're just as physical. And that makes it a bad matchup for Duke. I think the Coach K caravan gets crashed. I think I'm going to have to go back and get the old notebook because I don't have the the five teams in this one that we we picked. We only have Um, one different. I don't remember who I'm going to agree with you. Texas Tech's defense, I think, will be the difference in this game. But – Look, Big 12, Big 12, look, Iowa State's still alive, and nobody had that. Nobody. Everybody had Baylor. A lot of people had Baylor. Everybody had Kansas. A lot of people had Texas Tech. Big 12 was tough, man. Tough, tough conference. Uh, And Texas Tech, I don't even know who the coach's name is. I love the hairpiece. He looks fantastic. He he reminds you of – Jerry Glanville. So he reminds me. He kind of reminds me of – oh. A guy whose name you can't think the, of. Right the now. guy that's out in Vegas that does did all the 
NBA games and the football games. Uh, does the Raiders games now? He's a big oh, guy. Musburger. Musburger. Brent Musburger. He reminds me of Brent Musburger. Uh, I'm, I like Texas Tech here in a you know a fifty four to fifty three slobber knocker. I do too. But uh, I'm going to take the Red Raiders and give the points. That give the point. That way, I can let Coach K hose me one more time in my gambling <laughs> career because I had I had them uh, this weekend. It just it, it never works out for you. Um. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back talk about the other games tomorrow night. The South games. It'll be Michigan against Villanova in Philadelphia. By the way, Villanova playing in Philly, and uh, Houston against Arizona. We'll get to uh, Tyreek Hill news, NFL news, also uh, Dylan Penn and Zion Williamson news. Yes, he's back in the news. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. We've gone through the West. We both like Gonzaga uh, to come out of the West Regional. We like them to uh, beat Arkansas, but I like Arkansas on the points. I think Tony does too. And we both like Texas Tech giving Duke a point. So there you go. It's uh, it's for recreational purposes only. Eminem Cartage hotline We're in is Indiana, open. Though. Oh, yeah, we can do it over here. It's, this is for gambling purposes only. Yes. Um, Eminem Cartage hotline is open, 502 384 1450. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, Thornton's text line open as well, 502 414 1450. Download Thorns Refreshing Rewards app today for great offers and savings on fuel every day. Everybody could use some savings on fuel right now. And that is the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards app. Download it today and uh, hit me up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Big X golf cards are ready. The card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses for under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio golf card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com or you can call 812-725-1457. Again, play Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake. Under $25 a round with cart included. Supplies are limited, so get yours today. Tony's trying to show me something on well, we had a conversation. Oh, yeah. We'll talk. Yeah, about why is Villanova at home? Was the conversation uh, according to this, John? It says San Antonio, Texas. Oh, you're right. I'm wrong. Villanova's in San Antonio. Philadelphia has the Purdue has the East Regional. Purdue, St. Peter's, North Carolina. East John was Carolina. trying to trick me off the I show. Was. Make me um, look bad. And I'm actually I'm just dumb enough to believe my own stuff. <laughs> Let's go to the South. Seven twenty-nine is tip time Thursday night from San Antonio. As uh, second-seeded Villanova will take on 11-seed Michigan. Tony, Michigan maybe at 17 and 14 coming in. Lucky to get in the tournament. Um, they're down 15 to Colorado State in the first half. Good comeback. A very impressive win over a Tennessee team that was really, really hot at the time. Can Michigan beat Villanova? Villanova and Jay Wright. Villanova just does everything well. They don't do anything great. But they do nothing poorly. They do everything just very well. They do, and I think – Nova's uh, five, by the way. I think Jay Wright's a great coach. I do too. Colin Gillespie runs that offense, and he just methodically makes sure they get in the right places. He's a really good player. But – and I, I said this about Villanova to you about a week ago. They shoot over 82% from the foul line. That'll that win wins you a lot, a of, lot games. of games. Yeah. You know – 
Uh, Michigan is. Michigan's playing great. Uh, give Juwan Howard credit. I don't like to, but give Juwan Howard credit. Yeah. Um, he has got those guys playing at a, at a top level right now. Eli Brooks runs the show. Hunter Dickinson, uh, Hunter Dickinson is one of those guys that you, you watch him warm up and you go, this guy's not going to be any good. And he goes out there and he does things that a guy his size shouldn't be able to do. Yeah, you go, dunk it, Chief. Yeah, dunk that thing, Chief, and then he'll stop at the free throw line, boom, oh, hit the jumper. Th- hit a three. three-pointer, boom, knock it down. Uh, Nova's five here. Look, I hate giving points, but, boy, I, I do believe Jay Wright is greater than Jawan Howard in a big way here, just experience-wise as a coach, and I'm going to take Villanova and give the five. Yeah, I think the run's done for Michigan. They, they, they played well. I think it'll be close for a while, and I think at the end of the game, Villanova pulls away and wins by about eight points, and – and they cover it. So and, and they make their free throws at the end. That, Keep that in mind. That's when crazy When it's numbers. a five-point spread, uh, you know, when it's three or four, the other team's going to foul. And barring them coming down and nailing a three, you're going to get a couple of points extra there at the end of the game if Villanova's winning the basketball game. Don't most teams like to have one guy that shoots 80%? Most teams don't have one I know guy that, that shoots and 82%. That's, just, that's that, a great number. The late game uh, on Thursday in the South, Houston and Arizona. Now, Houston is in their home state. They are playing in San Antonio. I had to look three or four times to make sure I didn't mess that one up. Uh, Arizona, the one seed. Houston was very impressive, Tony. They they lost twice in the regular season to Memphis. And then in the uh, AAC championship game, they just destroyed Penny Hardaway's Tigers. And they have played very well in the first uh, two games of this tournament, including the win over Illinois on, uh, I guess it was Sunday, which was very impressive. Arizona, you would think would be a bigger favorite in this game. They're only one and a half here. Yeah, once again, bookmakers know what they're doing. And I looked at that, and Houston's kind of a team built. I, and and I'm going to prefer this with saying, if you've listened to me, I have not given Arizona credit all year. Arizona's yeah. good. They are good. Uh, Matherin or whatever. Matherin's real good. He, he's really good. But Houston, I think, is built for the NCAA tournament because they get up and down, they defend, they're That's physical. Good point. good point. And uh, I'm going to stay with my being wrong for the whole tournament. You had Houston I mean, Final Four, right? Yep. But okay. still, I mean – Houston, I'm, I'm staying with them. I'll, I'll take the point and a half, and they're going to win money line that one. Okay. Houston, uh, who comes out of that regional? You got uh, Arizona and Houston. Well, you're either going to have Houston or Villanova. Who you got coming out of that region? Well, I said, I, 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 my mind says Villanova, but I said Houston, so I'm staying with Houston. I got Villanova, and here's why. I think Arizona and Houston is going to be a great game. And I think they're going to, it's, it's going to be one of those where they just, it's a late night game. They're going to go back and forth, maybe a couple overtimes. It's going to be physical. It's going to be a long game, a lot of fouls called probably. And I think Villanova handles Michigan and it's just fresh and ready to go on uh, on Sunday or on Saturday and Villanova takes care of one either one of those teams that comes out all beat up. So, uh, I'm going to take Arizona and uh, give the one and a half, but I'm going to take Nova to come out of that uh, out of the West at Arizona South you, region. Yet Arizona-Houston game down. That's an extra drink late at night when you're watching that one Thursday night. You might run out of alcohol watching that game. All right, Friday, we'll start. Uh, go ahead and start the Friday games in the East 709. The St. Peter's Pelicans and head coach Shaheen Holloway. By the way, the mustache got an NIL deal this week. Did you see that? Buffalo, no, I didn't. Buffalo but Wild sh- Wings. Oh, I thought it might have had something to do with 
something we don't, we don't talk him. about, like deja vu or something. There was, there's a picture of him sitting in front of about 10 boxes of different flavored Buffalo Wild Wings. He's holding one in his hand like he's getting ready to eat it with a big old must porn mustache smile going on. Got the jersey going, huh? New yeah. Jersey. The St. Peter's from Jersey City and the third-seeded Purdue Boilermakers who were the hot team early in the year. I think people are a lot of people are off the Boilermakers at this point. I'm certainly not. Um, I've got a little little green on yeah, them to your win Your favorite it all. color. Uh, Philadelphia is the site for the Eastern games, and Purdue is a 12-and-a-half point favorite. Is that too much? I would say in this at this round, and the way St. Peter's has played, they're not lacking in confidence. No. And they're not lacking in their, their own coach's calmness around the huddle and during the game either. I, I think you have to take the points. Yeah. Now, Purdue's going to win the game. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But uh, take the Peacocks and the points. Texter says, is the uh, spread on Arizona and Houston only one and a half because the game is in San Antonio, or is it because Arizona looked average against TCU? That was a great game, by the TCU, way. TCU, I thought, should have won that ball game. And Houston dominated Illinois down the stretch. Feels like Arizona not getting enough respect, but Vegas is right a lot more than I am. I say that all the time. So I'm a little hesitant to bet the spread on Arizona here. Would love your thoughts. Well, we, we gave those already. but um, and I, I think had, Houston's going to win outright. Yeah. Houston's good. They are good. People Kelvin don't Sampson, know how you, good they you, are. Look, Indiana fan, you might not like Kelvin Sampson. He can coach. CBS did projections on the Final Four. Ran computer, computer, computer. Of course, Gonzaga was in there. They had Kentucky in there where they were wrong. But one of their four was Houston. Yeah, I think Houston was a trendy pick there, in the four, uh, especially in that 5-4 game against Illinois. I think more people liked Houston than liked Illinois in that game. Uh, so St. Peter's, Purdue, are you giving or are you taking the 12 and a half? I'll take them. Yeah, I hate to do it, but I'm got to take some points somewhere. Yeah, I'm going to take the twelve and a half, and I agree with you. I, I don't think I didn't think there was any way St. Peter's beats Kentucky. Likewise, I don't think there's any way St. Peter's beats Purdue here. I think Purdue advances, but again, that's a lot of points in a uh, Sweet Sixteen game. Late game in the East in Philadelphia, Carolina is the eight seed and fourth seeded UCLA. You know where I stand on this. I haven't believed in UCLA all year. They're a two and a half point favorite. I'm money line in Carolina. I think they're on a bit of a roll here. Hubert Davis looks like he just gets out of the way. Now, they can't do what they did against Baylor, which is get a guy kicked out and also get in foul trouble. Caleb Love fouled out of that game because they are not a deep basketball team. Usually in March, that's okay, though, Tony. You get all those extra TV timeouts. Everybody has plenty of rest during this game. I hope that's the case here. I don't believe in UCLA. I don't believe in Mick Cronin, although I think he's a good coach. I don't believe in – Jacquez or Johnny Juzang or any of those, Tiger, any of those uh, UCLA guys. I don't uh, believe in them. So well, I, I'll tell you flat out, I'm money line in Carolina here. And I think Carolina's playing as well as anybody in the country, but they're not deep enough. UCLA has the experience from last year of playing in these games. I think their experience, they got a couple big guys. They got the transfer from uh, Rutgers, the big guy, backs up Raleigh. And I think they can play with them under the basket. And guys like Juzane and Jaquez, those guys shoot it halfway decent. I like Tiger at the point guard. I like it when we disagree. And I'm going opposite of you. I'll give the two and a half and take UCLA. And UCLA might win it all. 
Uh, and maybe uh, the green has gotten into my eyes here because Carolina was so good to me last weekend that uh, maybe I'm just hanging on for dear life here. But I, I just like the way – I like the karma they got going right now. After beating, they are playing well. After beating Duke and Cameron. Um, Confidence is a lot and, and big. Look, if and those guys, they got – they're six deep. I mean, they're really literally six deep. Yeah. They go to that seventh guy. He's not bringing a ball up the court. He's not touching it maybe on an offensive rebound. They're not very deep, but again, can't get in foul trouble. You, you cannot get in. Brady Manick can't get kicked out either for for a flagrant two elbow. Yep, he had twenty five points, Tony, in twenty six minutes. I, I was at Home Depot during that, so I, I was watching the tweets, and they were up twenty five. I saw that, and then I heard I heard somebody say, well, "Look what's happening here." I was at a floor store. Oh. I had to go with the wife and do some stuff, and then I saw you text. I've sent something, a tweet something out, and I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, it was they have crazy. a big fight or something? It, well, he just, it was a rebound, and he just got his elbow I, I ended up, up seeing it. I went back and watched the highlights. But, uh, you know, big mistake. All right, so who's coming out of the East, Tony, since you've got Purdue and UCLA? I got Purdue and North Carolina. Who you got coming out of there? UCLA? I'm going to stick with my uh, Purdue Boilermakers here. Again, got a lot of love early in the year. They were number one ranked AP team for the first time in the history of the program early in December, I think. And this is no longer December. It's a different team. Jaden Ivey is the key to all of their games. You can talk about Edie and Travion Williams inside and the other guards. Jaden Ivey's the key to this team. Oh, he's a super player in my opinion. But I'm gonna, the other side of that coin says nobody talking about UCLA. Nobody. And I'm, I'm in line there because yep. I've, I've been anti-Pac-12. I always am anti-Pac-12. Uh, I, I need, maybe I need some therapy for that. I don't know. Maybe. All right, Midwest, we'll go through Chicago. Number one seed Kansas will have the early game Friday night against four-seeded Providence, the fighting Ed Cooleys. That one's on TBS. Kansas is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite. They're playing as well as they played all year right now. But, boy, did they get a break. In, first of all, I said they were in the easiest bracket. Number one, uh, you know, a week ago, but number two, well, you got a four seed and you got a ten and eleven. So things certainly have the stars have aligned for Kansas here. Um, do the Ed Cooleys pull it off here? Seven and a half point underdog. I am not big on Kansas. Have not been all year long. But they're, you're right, John. They're playing well. Yeah, I think they're better than Providence. Providence has got some type of thing that they've. Keep getting by. They got hammered in the tournament. Yeah, they did. In the Big East tournament. Big East they tournament. Got I think they'll cover the seven and a half, but I think they'll lose the game. I think it'll be a close game with Kansas winning. I'm going to take Kansas here and give the points because of the way they're playing. I hope I'm wrong. I hope Providence wins the basketball game, but I don't want to lose my gambling parlay on Bill Self uh, uh, beating me again. So I'm going to take – Against Ed Cooley? You'll take Bill Self against Ed I'm, Cooley is I'm, what you're I saying. I love Ed Cooley, but I'm taking Bill Self, and I'm pulling for Ed Cooley. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So if you get busted. If I get busted, it, it's not because Bill Self busted me. It's because Ed Cooley busted What happens busted if me. it's a two-point game and Kansas wins? I'm very upset. <laughs> or five or six. I'm I very know. upset. I just threw two out there. Uh, the late game Friday night, Iowa State, Miami. We didn't see this coming. Nope. Iowa State, the 11 seed, Miami, the 10 seed, the Canes, and Jim Laranega, who's 97 years old, two point two and a half point favorites here. Who's the head coach at Iowa State? Uh, I don't know, but they won two games last year. They won two I, games I can't last think, year, zero I, in I can't even picture him. Both of these teams doing a phenomenal job. I, I tell you what, 
I like Miami because what I've watched the last few games in Miami. They dismantled Auburn. Oh, boy, did they ever. You know, dismantled them. Uh, Wong and those other guys. Wong's good. They and, are. And you know what, Tony? This experience. is a veteran team. Yes, it's an they experienced team. They are old. Team. They've been around. They, these guys have a lot of college games under their belt. Playing a lot of guards that can handle the ball and score. And when you do that at this time of the year, good things happen to you. And uh, fighting uh, Laranagas, uh I'm all over them, John. I, I, I love Miami in this game. Uh, Iowa State beat Wisconsin 54-49. Wisconsin – it's gonna. Uh, Wisconsin is always going to be a game in the low fifties, mid fifties, maybe, and you can you can lose games like that. I don't care who you play. If the game's in the fifties, you got a shot of losing. Uh, we see it with Texas Tech sometimes, but we see it with uh, with uh, Wisconsin. That's why Iowa State beat them because they let Iowa State hang around. Johnny, if Johnny Davis doesn't have a good game and he didn't, Wisconsin's in trouble. Miami. They got a bunch of different guys. They don't have one guy in Johnny Davis. They got a bunch of different guys. I think they're the better team here, and I think I'll give the two and a half here and take the fight from and, re- and, and remember, the Wisconsin point guard got hurt. Um, yeah. Hepner, what, uh, I, I know who you're talking about. But yeah. uh, he, that, he was out in the second half that did hurt Wisconsin. So. But, they, but they don't, you know. No, they, but that's why I'm saying game. I like Miami still more. Yeah, I love Miami here. That's why I like uh, Miami That may more. be my pick of the weekend. I'll give you my pick of the weekend before we get off the air here, but. Uh, the Canes minus two and a half. So we both have Kansas winning. We both have Miami winning. Kansas, I don't, I don't want to pick Kansas. I know you hate to. But I got to. I had them in my final four anyway, uh, originally. So I'm going to stick with uh, Kansas. I had Kansas and Gonzaga in my final four. Oh, nice chalk picks there, John. But uh, I'll stick with those two, and I'll go with Villanova-Purdue. You are going to go with the Zags-Houston, UCLA, UCLA, and you're just going to stick with Kansas. Kansas. Kansas and Look, this, they're just you're right, John. They're, they they've got a cakewalk. It's going to be one of the easiest runs to the final four that you're ever going to see. Yeah. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Come back. Got a lot to talk about. Zion Williamson posted uh, on his Instagram a dunk yesterday. I don't know if the Pelicans are very happy about this. Tyreek Hill going to be shortly be out of Kansas City. Nobody saw that coming. Um, and Trey Young did it to the Knicks again. And says Zarius Smith. Zarius Smith is a Viking. Viking apologist Tony Burke. We'll take a break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back. Final segment, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. Reminder, no show tomorrow. I'll be back Friday to uh, recap what happens on the Thursday night NCAA games and preview the Friday night games a little more extensively. Tony and I have previewed them here today, but uh, we will be back. I will be back in studio on Friday. Uh, Eminem Cartage Hotline open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. You can also text me on the Thornton's text line at 502-414-1450. Last chance to get a text into the show at 414-1450. Don't forget, the uh, Big X Golf Card features Chariot Run, Old Capital Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. You can play these great courses under $25 a round with the 2022 Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. Get yours today at BigXSportsRadio.com, or you can call 812-725-1457. Play Chariot Run, Old Capital, Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View, and Christmas Lake for under $25 around with cart included. Supply is limited, so get your Big X golf card today. Uh, it is official now. The Chiefs have traded six-time Pro Bowler Tyreek Hill, the wide receiver of the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins give up a first-round pick this season, 
which is the 29th overall pick in the draft, uh, a second rounder this season, number 50 in the draft, also a fourth rounder, and two late later round draft picks in 2023. So the Dolphins get Tony maybe the best wide receiver in the league, at least the most explosive, I will say that, for five draft picks. Is this a good move for the Dolphins? Now, before you blame the Chiefs here, the Chiefs offered a lot of money to Tyree Hill, but the Chiefs also are, have a salary cap issue here. They couldn't go above a certain amount, and Tyreek Hill wanted Devontae Adams' money. Did the uh, Dolphins win this trade because they get Tyreek Hill, or do the Chiefs win this trade because they're still the Chiefs, still pretty good, and they get six uh, or five draft picks? Well, I, if you're the Chiefs, you don't want to lose Tyreek. You do not. Uh, you don't want to lose Hill, but – if he's not going to be around the next year, you got to find alternatives, and they're trying to stockpile behind him. I believe they'll they'll draft a, a high, you know, a wide receiver, probably high, just to come in behind. Um, but the Dolphins, Dolphins are are out spending money. They're out spending money, but yeah, you got to have. Keep this in mind: Tyreek Hill had one year left on his deal at twenty million dollars. He was not re-signing with the Chiefs, so it's probably a good move for the Chiefs. They were going to lose him a free agency next year and get nothing for him. Well, th- yeah. I'm, so it's a preemptive strike by the Chiefs here. Yeah, they they got went ahead and tried to get what they could get early instead of having to fight the old proverbial battle with the guy not, not wanting to be yeah. all in. Hey, they're not giving me my money. They're not paying me what I'm worth. Yeah, I don't well, know if anybody's worth that, but they're not ain't nobody me. worth that kind of money. But if they're going to pay it, you got to take it. Uh, the you talk about the Dolphins now. You got Tua Tagovailoa and Teddy Bridgewater as the backup there. But wide receiver wise, now you've got Tyreek Hill. You got Jalen Waddle, who had a phenomenal rookie season, and you've got uh, Devontae Parker, former Louisville Cardinal. You've got Mike Gesicki, a top really ten tight, tight end. end. Uh, so offensive, you got good running game too. Offensive line has you mentioned in the break has made some changes. They brought some people in. Yeah, they brought Armstead in from the the Saints, who yeah. was an All Pro for years. If Tua can do anything, they're going to put some points up on the board here, right? And the Dolphins, I know they have started slow in the last few years, but the Dolphins have played well. They're they're trying to make that next hurdle. It's too bad they got to rid of their coach. Yeah. Brian Flores, good coach. Right. Yep. You're right. And you're in the AFC East, so you're stuck with Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills and that explosive team, not just offense. The Jets. You're stuck with the the J E T S Jets Jets Jets. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't say stuck there. You're stuck with <laughs> Bill Belichick and the Patriots and yeah. Mac Jones, uh, who are going to be probably better. But I think it's a great move for Miami to go get Tyree Kill here. I think it is too. And and if move. you can pay him, what he thinks he's worth. And if he plays up to the level of what he thinks he's worth, then it's a great great move for the Dolphins. Well, we know he thinks he's worth a lot. I'm saying, and if he can play to that level, I don't. then he's an all-pro, right? Exactly. All right, uh, your Vikings, uh, you're excited about Zadarius Smith, former U.K. Wildcat. He left Green Bay. We thought he was going to sign with an AFC team. It looked like it was a done deal, and all of a sudden he backs out of that. Made me think, okay, he and the Packers are going to make make nice here. They're going to make up, and and all of a sudden he's at a division rival, the uh, your Minnesota Vikings. Well, the only issue with Smith is the back the uh, back issues that he had last year. He was out almost the whole year. He was. didn't come back to the end of the year, but he played well when he came back. He's been an All Pro, so you're taking three. You're you're got taking a guy from your division and bringing him in who you've seen a lot. Uh, I think the Vikings are trying very hard to strengthen their their defense. 
And I, I think they have with that. The only problem is they keep paying Kirk Cousins money. His numbers are always good, but he cannot win. Let's talk a little uh, basketball here. Tony Dillon Penn, uh, mm-hmm. senior on that uh, Bellarmine team that won the Atlantic Sun Conference Tournament. Uh, again, you know the story. Everybody knows the story that listens to this show. Bellarmine not eligible to play in the NCAA or the NIT tournament this year because uh, they transitioned from Division Two to Division One. There's a four-year probation period. They still have two more years where they can't play. He is going. He has put his name into the portal as a graduate transfer. What's the goal here for Dylan Penn? Because in my opinion, if you're just going to another mid-major, you stay at Bellarmine. But perhaps he's got he's an Evansville native. Perhaps he's got his eye on going back home to Evansville, which is a mid-major. Perhaps Butler is in the mix here, maybe a Big East school. Do you think he's trying to go Division One, smaller Power Five school, not Division One, Power Five or Power Six conference school, smaller one, and uh, you know make a difference there? Maybe a Butler or Xavier type yeah. of school. Uh, I don't think his game transitions to the higher level because he's a six-two, maybe guard that post up he's a great post up player he's he can use either hand you know as we always say he's not a great shooter uh, good defender average defender yeah i mean i think he's a super player but i just don't know how he's going to transition to a to a, a, a mid-level d1 or, or higher i just don't see it i think bellarmine was the perfect situation for him but guys want to try to, to improve their game but the, the the weakness that dylan penn has is his outside shot yeah, that's my weakness, too. No, you're a good shooter. Um, how many of these Bellamy guys come back? Because I would think a couple of them might come back, a C.J. Fleming or a, a Justin Betts, guys that uh, have that extra COVID year, that sixth year that the NCAA gave out. Um, if, you're, if you're not going to play, if you want to continue to play basketball, the, the uh, option is try to get a job overseas or – Stay at Bellarmine, right? A lot of places overseas you don't want to go right now. Yeah, or but stay at Bellarmine. The other thing is, John, what happens if the NCAA comes out and says, okay, we're going to a two-year or we're getting rid of the, the four-year ban, and you're one of those seniors at Bellarmine? Do you go, huh, I come back and we're eligible for the NCAA tournament? Let's just say that happens. Yeah. You know, that, that would draw those guys back, wouldn't you think? If they wanted to, if they wanted to, it's still yeah. It's all a matter of you're how, much ba- school. how much basketball because all these guys have graduated. Now right. you throw Claycomb in the mix too. They've all graduated. Um, there, uh, Scotty always likes to say, "Look, I got five seniors. They got eight degrees." Yeah. So all these guys have graduated. Um, I think I agree with you. I think it's the, the bottom line is: Do you want to keep playing basketball? Yeah. And if you do. Can't think of a better place. You know, a lot of guys that have played at Bellarmine and have been successful have gone overseas and made money playing basketball. The Zion dunk was posted to his Instagram account yesterday. It happened uh, in Portland where he's working out. It looked like a dark, dingy gym. Um, You know, he throws it up off the glass, puts it through the legs, dunks it, comes down, in my opinion, a little gingerly there, being very careful. But you're not being careful, Tony. When you're rehabbing a foot injury and you go off the glass, through the legs, Vince Carter dunk. I watched it. And what are the Pelicans thinking here? Uh, Pelicans, it's just like uh, Tatis riding a motorcycle. You're not supposed to be doing certain things. Um, but, no, I don't think they liked it. But I watched it. You can't like he it. He still did it pretty easily. And <laughs> I know you said he came down a little bit, but that's just being safe. 
I mean, gosh, he took okay. a couple steps, threw it up there. Yep, you can say safe amazing. all you want. There was no safety in that dunk no. attempt. Uh, there's, the Pelicans have 10 regular season games left. They are sitting in a spot where potentially it's a good chance they match up in that uh, play-in series, a 10 and a 9 against the Lakers. Is there any reason, Tony, for the for the uh, New Orleans Pelicans to allow Zion Williamson to play basketball, competitive in-game basketball this season? I don't think so. I think it'd be great for the NBA if they go nine ten and LeBron's on one first side game. and Zion. They'd have unbelievable numbers, but I don't think you take your investment and put him out there for a game. Or I two. mean, you know, to me, the video is Zion Williamson saying, "Hey, I'm ready to play." Yeah, they don't want me to play. I'm ready but to play. I can't. Yeah, but it's it, he's played eighty. I heard this today, eighty-seven games in his two seasons. Michael Jordan played 82 games in his first two seasons in the league. He had that that foot issue as well. He ended up doing pretty well. Now, a lot of people have closed the book on Zion Williamson. Remember they closed the book on Joel Embiid. He didn't play his first two seasons. He's an MVP candidate now. Still young guys. It's too early to close the window, but and we've talked about this, the weight issue with Zion Williamson, with the powerful way he plays basketball, when he lands there is – Extra impact every time he lands from going up high into the sky. And that's dangerous at his weight. He's got to have that weight problem under control. Right? Oh, definitely. I think that's the number one thing in the offseason for him is to trim down, just be more fluid. I mean, his game's, not, his game's going to transition. When he played, he was awful good, even in the NBA. Um I don't know. His investment's a lot of money, and I don't know how, how much they're going to get out of it in the long run. Um, I don't think you play him if you're New Orleans, and he can get as mad as he – look, they got a five-year contract. Rookie's on his rookie deal. He's two years into it. He still has two years left before he can renegotiate after year four and try to get like a max extension. But if you're the Pelicans, you're going, hey, Zion, come on in here. Let's talk about this. Please don't post any more videos of yourself doing acrobatic dunks. Just be patient. We want you to be part of this organization. We brought in C.J. McCollum. Brandon Ingram is a, a potential all-star. So we this three-headed monster to start our our uh, team looks pretty good on paper here. Just relax. Take your time. Rehab. Do the slow stuff that you need to do to get that foot healthy, to get yourself healthy, and don't post any more videos. Right? I agree. I agree Exactly with you, John. By the way, Trey Young did it to the Knicks again last night. I don't know if you were watching, but the Hawks beat the Knicks 117-111. to 111. Trey Young booed lustily at the beginning. If you remember the playoff series last year, Trey, Trey Young sort of embarrassed, embarrassed the Knicks in Madison Square Garden talking about uh, how, you know, he's, you know, I'm just better than them, you know, doing the slash and all that. And uh, the fans were ready last night. So was Trey Young. He put 45 up and eight assists on the Knicks last night. The Knicks basically were eliminated from uh, playoff contention last night. Congratulations to Trey Young. Didn't watch sports last night. Took a night off. That's good. That's always good. I, I did watch a movie yesterday, In the Heat of the Night, Sidney Poitier. It was great. Watching The Wire. Ooh. Yikes. Have you ever seen it? Nope. Oh, man. You're going to like that. All right. Again, reminder, no show tomorrow. I'll be back Friday. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Tony. It's Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X.